Playhouse. Presenting Corey Ford's story of a man who couldn't help being a hero. He woke up famous. The National Broadcasting Company takes pleasure in presenting the second in a series of Authors Playhouse. Radio adaptations of the best in the field of short stories, selections from the works of contemporary writers, as well as the acknowledged masters of the past. The nine dramas in this series have been chosen as outstanding from the weekly Authors Playhouse productions heard regularly over the National Broadcasting Company the past three years. And now, Authors Playhouse presents Corey Ford's He Woke Up Famous. Each winter, Mrs. Huntington Beebe goes to Miami Beach, and as a rule, she lingers on until the last dog is hung. Right now, it's spring, 1942, and at the moment, Mrs. Beebe and her secretary, Lynn Horner, are in the upstairs sitting room playing gin rummy. The way Mrs. Beebe plays cards could be called uh, casual. That is, she has a hard time keeping her mind on any one thing. Miss Horner, on the other hand, well, Miss Horner is a very good secretary. Oh, your play, Mrs. Beebe. Oh, yes, yes. Such a lovely tune, isn't it? Yes, Mrs. Beebe. Oh, you're tired, aren't you, Miss Horner? It is getting late. Oh, I, I'm not a bit tired. Well, we'll go to bed when we finish this game. Now... That should give you some idea of how Mrs. Beebe plays gin rummy. It's easy to see that she lives in an untroubled and irresponsible world. Suddenly, however, the music on the radio stops. An announcer cuts in. Here is a special announcement. A small tanker has been torpedoed off of Essie's Point. Essie's Point? The fate of vessel is still unknown. But residents along the coast are asked to be on the lookout for survivors. Oh, Essie's Point. Why, why, Miss Horner, that's... That's right here. Yes, Mrs. Beebe. Oh, dear me, I... I, uh, uh, Please turn off the radio. Why, yes, of course. Yes, I heard it. I know I heard it. I beg your pardon. I'm positive now that was what I heard. Yes, it sounded like, well, it, it sounded like, like, boom. That's what it sounded like. And it was, let me see, it was right off there. Right off Eshy's Point. Uh, yes, Mrs. Beebe. Your deal, I think. Oh, but they'll be drifting in almost any minute now. Miss Horner? This is our call to action. Yes, Mrs. Beebe. Bring some blankets and a flashlight and hurry. Yes, Mrs. Beebe. And a bottle of brandy, Miss Horner. Brandy. It's, it's a long swim, you know. A long swim. And they'll be soaking wet. Uh, yes, Mrs. Beebe. It's dark. Here, uh, uh, turn down the light, Miss Horner. No, 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 wait. wait you don't suppose that submarine... Oh, might... no, Mrs. Beebe. No, 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 I don't think so either. Well, uh, turn on the flashlight, Miss Horner. There. No, 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 don't hold it like that. We have to get closer to the water so we can sweep the light right along the edge of the... <gasps> Why, there's one now. Oh, Mrs. Beebe. Look at him. Oh, my... my. My boat. Oh. Hit something. I crashed. Oh, don't try to talk. Here. Here, put your 
arm over my shoulder. Gee, thanks. There. Now lean on me. Oh, oh, you're all wet. I... Hold him, Miss Horner. Hold him. Oh, I can't. Oh, oh, he's collapsed. Oh, of course. It's a wonder he didn't do it sooner after what he's been through. Now, now, the brandy, Miss Horner, the brandy. Yes, Mrs. Beebe, but go easy with it. Nonsense, Miss Horner. It's exactly what he needs, and plenty of it. Must have drowned. Lie still now. You're all right. Mermaid. I guess I drowned all right. <laughs> Asleep in the deep. <gasps> oh, what's the matter? Oh. Is it your head? I wonder. What do you mean? My head? No, it can't be. Mine never felt like this in my life. Oh, poor boy. I Oh, oh. Feels like the world's worst hangover. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. A hangover? A hangover. But why? When did people start getting hangovers from seawater? It was the brandy. The brandy? Yes, you swallowed practically a quart of it. I kept telling you you'd had enough, but she kept pouring it into you. She? Mrs. Beebe. And when was this? After you staggered out of the water last night. But you told her I'd had enough. You're smart as well as beautiful. Oh, who, who is Mrs. Beebe? Uh, how about a little black coffee now, hmm? Oh, sister, you're wonderful. There, there you are. Gosh, but you're efficient. Oh, nursey, nursey. <laughs> Does it taste good? It's wonderful. You're saving my life. Confidentially, somebody emptied a pillow in my stomach. <laughs> do you want some more coffee? I sure do. Say, if I'm not too curious, who are you? Lynn Horner. I work for Mrs. Beebe. Oh, now she's in again. All right, let's face it. Who is Mrs. Beebe? Mrs. Huntington Beebe. This is her house. You're wearing her late husband's pajamas. Gosh, so I am. Oh, if you can call this wearing them. Well, I, I guess he was smaller than you. I know he was. Or you wouldn't have let her pick out such colors. You mean Mrs. Beebe? Uh, I was trying to have saying it. It feels like I'm talking baby talk when I even think the words Mrs. Beebe. You're uh, coming around all right, aren't you? What do you mean by that? That hangover. Coffee's fixing it, isn't it? Well, maybe so. But, but I'm going to need an awful lot of nursing yet. I'm a secretary, not a nurse. That may be, but you sure nurse nice. <laughs> what did you say your name was? Lynn, was that it? Lynn Horner. That's what I thought. Lynn. Pretty. Which is what it should be for you. Now, look. One thing more. Who am I? You? You mean, you don't know? It's very funny you should ask me that. You know, when I was first coming out of it, you know, when I thought I was drowned and you were a mermaid? Yes, I remember. Say, that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> me thinking you were a mermaid? I mean, well, after all, you're wearing slacks and... Wasn't that silly? <laughs> Was it? <clears throat> Maybe not. Well, anyhow, when I was coming to, I thought for sure I was myself, but, but drowned, you understand. But, but now, 
Now I haven't the faintest idea. Well, uh, maybe you'd prefer to read it for yourself. Read it? Here are all papers. I'm in the papers now. Well, what for? Well, you ought to know. Here, you look at them while I go tell Mrs. Beebe you're awake now. No, no, don't go. I- I'm not going to like Mrs. Beebe. Stay here with me, just the two of us. No, Mrs. Beebe, please. Just another cup of coffee. But I promised her I'd let her know the instant you were awake. Now, excuse me. But, my dear lady, I'm not awake, properly speaking. Really? I must go. And I can't read in this condition. I'll tell you what. You read the papers to me. That's the answer. I've got to go. I promised. Besides, it's my job. What's your job when a human life is at stake? Oh, now, stop it. But you can't ignore a plea like that, can you? Or can you? Look, I won't be gone a minute. I know Mrs. Beatty will want to come right up. I'll come back with her. Oh, my head. Oh. Oh, you're all right. Oh, I'm so happy, so unutterably happy. That's nice. I'm Mrs. Beebe, Mrs. Huntington Beebe. Yes, I can imagine. I mean, so you're... Well, Mrs. Beebe, I... Certainly want to thank you. Thank me? Oh, no, I'm the one who should be thanking you. Oh, not at all. After all, it isn't everyone who gets a chance to entertain a hero. A hero? Lynn, Miss Horner, tell her I don't feel like a hero this morning. Not even after the brandy? No, not even. What on earth are you two talking about? Honestly, now, Mrs. Beebe, I, I don't see anything at all heroic about... Oh, now, now, you mustn't be so modest. But, but I'm not... Because we've been waiting simply hours and hours to hear the whole thing from your own lips. We... What do you mean, we? Why, the gentleman of the press who came out to ask you a few questions. Um, Miss Horner, will you open the door and let them in, please? No. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, don't please, do that. Miss Horner. Yes, Mrs. Beebe. Uh, like there he is, gentlemen. There he is. Now, 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 be easy with him and don't take What's advantage of it. What's your name, buddy? Why, it's Bill Webster, but, but really... Bill Webster. Uh, did you have any warning? Any warning? Yeah, how fast did she say? Uh, was it a direct hit? Well, <laughs> I guess it must have been. You see, the first thing I knew was... Was there a uh, loud explosion? Yeah. When did you first hear anything? Uh, how about the other members of the crew? Crew? Is that what you said? Crew? Crew? Mm-hmm. Crew, sure. Uh, did uh, anybody else uh, get off the tanker before she went down? The tanker? The tanker. The tanker? Yes, the tanker. Uh, hey, now, now, wait a minute. Now, I know what you... Hold it. There. My, uh... Oh, look, no more flashbulbs now, boys. No, no look, fellas. Okay, buddy, okay. We got a pretty good idea how you feel. But uh, let me ask but you... But listen, will you? There's been an awful mistake. Oh, you poor boy. I'm sure there's been no mistake. You're the only one out of the whole crew who saved. But I'm trying to tell oh, you. It's been a terrible, terrible shock to you. That's what it is. No. Now, you listen. mustn't say another word. Now, now, you're too upset. There's plenty of time later. And I'm sure these gentlemen will excuse you while you get a little rest. Oh, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And if there are any further right. details they need, I'll be glad to supply them. Yeah, but... So come along, gentlemen. Come along downstairs right this way. <laughs> yes. Now, Miss Horner, I think you might stay here in case Mr. Webster wants anything. All right, gentlemen, this way. Okay, Miss Beatty. Are uh, they gone? Yes, Mr. Webster. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, hey, don't give me the same tone you used for that BB dollar. I don't like that yes, Mr. Webster stuff. No, Mr. Webster? No, my name's Bill and you know it. You're going to stay here, aren't you? Well, you heard Mrs. Beebe tell me to, Mr. Webster. Ah, ah, ah. Well, Bill, then. That's better. I, oh. What is it? Head. It hurts. Hurts awful. 
Put your hand on it like you did before. That did something for it. Like that? Hmm. Well, I... I can't stand here indefinitely with one hand on your head. <laughs> Sit down, then. Here. It's all right. I can move, you know. Uh-oh. There it goes again. Now, put the hand back. That's right. Uh, how long is this to go on? Oh, a long time. I'm just beginning to be able to see you now. Hmm, remarkable. I've got to see what I'm looking at, don't I? Before I'm fit to leave, I mean. Oh, I expect you do. So I've got to see something worthwhile to look at it. You see that, don't you? Oh, yes, I can see that. And, uh, quite a bit more. Well, is it my fault that Mr. Beebe's pajamas are so skimpy? That's not what I meant, and you know it. Gosh, you're beautiful. Mr. Webster. You've no idea. You're beautiful. Uh, by the way, Mr. Webster, would you be interested in looking over this fresh batch of papers that arrived a little while ago? With the newspaper men, in fact. Not specially interested. Uh, these have pictures with the stories. Read me what it says. Well, uh, now, this one says, Heroic tanker survivor finds haven in socialite's home. Isn't that thrilling? Do you find it thrilling? Well, oh, oh, here, here's another one. Look, wealthy Samaritan applies first aid in sea rescue. Oh, what are those pictures? Well, uh, there, there's Mrs. Beebe's private beach. Uh-huh. With an arrow pointing to spot where prominent matron found torpedo victim. And that's Mrs. Beebe in her auxiliary nurse's uniform. And, uh, this is a picture of you. It is? Is that me? Yes. When did they get that? Early this morning before you woke up. They propped you up in bed for it. My, don't I look indifferent. You were. And the story? How's the story? Did it read all right? Read like the wildest fiction. Hmm. Does it, uh, is it thrilling enough to satisfy you? Well, uh. It's almost too thrilling. Almost more than I can bear. Yeah, I, I know how you feel. Sometimes I can hardly believe it myself. And uh, what do you do when one of those moments hits you? Well, I... That is, I... Well, I... I just look at you. Oh. Oh, I see. Yes, I think I do see. I wonder if you do. Is there uh, anything else you want right now? Do you want to go? Well, if there's nothing you need. But why? I have quite a lot of work to be done. Well, aren't you interested in my story? Oh, yes. Very much interested. Well, then sit right down and I'll tell it to you. It'll fascinate you for you, I hope. It'll keep you so enthralled that you'll forget all that work that's piled up. It will, huh? Yeah. Sit down, sit down. When I think of what a narrow escape I have... Uh, have, uh, have you been a sailor for long? Huh? Oh, Oh, uh, yes. Yes, uh, years and years. Uh, I shipped away to sea when I was just a little tot. Borneo, China, Spain. Why? Oh, nothing. Just that I had the impression that people who worked on oil tankers had dirty fingernails. Oh, but we were carrying refined oil. It was a very refined tanker. I see. Hey, how about a cigarette? <laughs> sure. Here. What's the matter, Lynn? Matter? Well, nothing's the matter. Oh, come now. 
I, I don't know what you mean. The way you act. How am I acting? Strange. Like you... Like I what? Look, Lynn, don't you like me? Why, I'm very fond of you. Oh, gosh, is it as bad as all that? What's the matter with me? Nothing. Oh, now, listen. There's nothing the matter with you. Guess if anything's the matter, it's with me. With you? What do you mean? Well, I... I guess I'm pretty narrow-minded about some things. But I don't understand. Well, if I ever find out, for instance, that a person is a fake, well, then... That a person is a fake. Oh, Mr. Webster. Mr. Webster, are you busy? Because the newsreel men are here, and I promise to let them have just a few minutes of your time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's so nice of you, Mr. Webster. It won't take a minute. Uh, in here, gentlemen, come right in and set up those things. I'll see you later, Mr. Webster. After the newsreel men get your story. Lynn, wait. Lynn, wait a minute. Hello, hello, where have you... Bill, Bill, listen to me. No, you listen to me. Where have you been keeping yourself? I wanted Bill, to tell you... Bill, the tanker just landed at Miami. They announced it on the radio. But I, I thought it, it was torpedoed, wasn't it? Well, they managed to patch it up somehow. They limped into port an hour ago. I see. That's swell, isn't it? The whole crew was safe. All of them? Yes, all of them. That's swell, too. Nobody missing, the radio said. Uh, nobody missing at all? Bill. Yes, Lynn. I was right, wasn't I? The hunch I had. You were right. Oh, Bill. I never saw that tanker in my life. Oh. I was out sailing all alone in my little sloop, getting in on the auxiliary motor, and I fell asleep. The next thing I knew, I crashed into a rock or something. The boat sank, and I had to swim ashore. That part wasn't a fake, and I wasn't faking when I hit that beach. I was really all in. But that doesn't count, does it? Bill, why did you do it? Well, most of it I didn't do, if you remember. In fact, Mrs. Beebe personally accounted for about 90% of it herself. But you let them go on building up a story. And the whole thing was a rotten fake. All a fake, except one thing. What was that? This part was no fake, Lynn. You were the most beautiful thing I ever saw when I woke up this morning. And every time after that, when I looked at you... I wanted you to like me. I'm sorry, Bill, but I... I hate a fake worse than anything in the whole world. Mr. Webster, Mr. Webster, I've got the most wonderful surprise for you. Oh, it's tremendous. You'll never guess. What is it now? I've just been talking to the captain. The captain? What captain? The captain of your tanker, silly. The tanker, yes. Yes, he called me on the phone just now. He'd read about you in the papers, and he was so excited he could hardly talk. I can understand that. He just couldn't believe it, he said. That's just how he'd feel, all right. So you know what I did? What? I invited him to come right out and see for himself. Gee, that's wonderful of you, Mrs. Beebe. When is he coming? He's on his way right now. Mrs. Beebe, how long ago did you talk to the captain? Oh, not over ten minutes ago. He should be here any minute now. 
Well, at least I won't have long to wait, will I? No, there was just one little thing that might delay him. He said he had to stop and pick up some Navy authorities because he said they'd like to meet you, too. The Navy now? Yes, isn't it exciting? I just can't sit still. I'm going to run down and be there to meet them when they arrive, but um, I'll bring them right up, Mr. Webster, the moment they arrive. That's a promise. And I know you're a woman of your word, Mrs. Beebe. Now, now don't you be impatient. I won't keep you waiting. You see, Lynn, let that be a lesson to you. That's what happens to face. Bill, you've got to get out of here. Yeah? They'll be here any minute. You've got to hurry. Well, why do you want me to go? Don't you understand, Bill? They'll make all sorts of trouble for you if they catch you. Well, I deserve it, don't I? Oh, don't be silly. Hurry. I thought you said you hated a face. Why, I do. That is... Well, of course I do. And we worked it all out. I am a fake. Will you stop talking and do something? I'll get you a dressing gown out of the closet. If I'm a fake and you hate them, why are you so afraid something will happen to me? Oh, there isn't any time to talk now. Here, here's the dressing gown. Now put it on. Oh, that was Mr. Beebe's too, I can see. Never mind. Just put it on. You know what I think? I think it's because you're in love with me. Isn't that it? There's a trellis outside this window. Now you can climb down there. Oh, gosh, what a dressing gown. You can get through the garden without anyone seeing you. You do love me, don't you? Don't you, Honest? Oh, shut up. Get out that window and climb down that trellis. Now, go on. Isn't it because you love me? Isn't it? Have you got your foot on it? Yeah, I'm all set here. You can climb right on down. Now, hurry, Bill. Hurry up and get going. They'll be here any minute. I won't move a step till you tell me that you love me. Bill, they're here. They're at the front door. Well, then why don't you say it? Oh, Please, Bill, there isn't time. It doesn't take long, just say... Bill, climb down that trellis and get out this minute. Well, I know it's true anyhow. All right, here I go. But you wait for me, I'll be... Bill, look out! Oh, Bill! Oh, Bill, darling. Oh, Bill. Oh, it's so much of this is the captain, and this is the gentleman from the Navy. Oh, Miss oh, what on earth is wrong? Mrs. Beatty, he's outside. Outside? What are you talking about? Bill, he's hurt. Oh, let me buy. Oh, nonsense. Now, these gentlemen want to see here. him. They're from he the... Here he fell. What's that, young lady? He fell. He's outside. Oh, he's dead. I know it. Oh, Miss Horner, I can't make heads or tails of what you're saying. Now, do try to compose yourself. The trellis broke and he fell. He's outside and he's hurt. You mean he was climbing out of the window, miss? Yes. And he fell. Oh, that doesn't make sense, Miss Horner. Well, I don't care. I heard it's the truth. We'd better go down to the garden, Mrs. Beebe. The young man may be hurt. Oh, yes. very well. well uh, this way, gentlemen, and uh, uh, Miss Horner, uh, bring the brandy, please. There he is. Oh, Bill. There, now, now, now. I'll, I'll see to it. I don't understand. What's he doing there among the petunias? He fell. The trellis... Oh, let me go. No, no, Miss Horner. Now control yourself. Leave this to me. You stay right here. Let me see him clearly. Captain. Uh, excuse me a moment. Uh, Captain, you've got to understand. Yes. That is him. That is him. Captain, he didn't mean to do I any harm. I knew it. As soon as I see the papers, I say to myself... That is him. But he wasn't trying to take any credit for anything. He was just sailing his little boat. Then it is truly him. The man who was sailing the little boat. That is our hero. But he was only... What did you say? Hero? Yeah, that is it. The word for him is hero. Uh, tell her about it, Captain. She seems to be uh, interested. Oh, yes, I am. She's coming around nicely, miss. No bones broken as far as I can see. You'll be all right in a minute. That is, uh, if... Uh, liberal with the uh, brandy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, tell her about the young man, Captain. That he is the hero who saved our lives. They are lying there helpless. 
The submarine has torpedoed us. We are hit. We cannot move. The submarine is going to shell us. Give it to us again. I see the periscope sticking up out of the water. It is goodbye. Goodbye? You understand? The submarine will surface and kill all ship with shell from her deck gun. It will not waste another torpedo when we are already helpless. Oh, I see. Well, we are lost. It is all over. And then, then I see the little boat. He's heading right for the periscope. He has no thought of the danger. None whatever. He's risking his life for us. You mean Bill? I hold my breath for him. What happened then? Little boat drive ahead. He smacked the periscope of the submarine like that. We are saved. But I don't see how Well, without the periscope, the submarine cannot see. It goes seven from there. Perhaps even it sinks, but probably not. But it is frightened. It does not know what hit it, so it submerges and goes away from there. We are saved. Oh, that is what worries me. I do not see the man in the little boat again. The little boat is gone. Vanished. Sunk. And the man I do not see. I don't know what happened to him until I see today's papers in Miami. Oh, Captain. All right. We'll get him back up to bed. He'll be all right. You better go easy with that brandy, Mrs. Beebe. <laughs> I believe he's had enough. Oh, Bill. Poor boy. Oh, you are faint, no? Yes. Miss Horner, perhaps you ought to have a little of this brandy yourself. Again. You're all right, Bill. Just be quiet. She knows me. It's Lynn, all right. Bill, stop being silly. Lynn. What is it? I got that hangover again. I know. Mrs. Beebe and her brandy? She thought you needed it. That's all right as far as it goes. Trouble is, it goes too far. Lie still now. You'll be all right. Put your hand on my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hey, Lynn. Yes? Will that black coffee happen again? Any minute now, darling. What did you say? Uh, now, look, Bill, I've got to go. I promised Mrs. Beebe I'd let her know the instant you were away. No, not yet. Let go of my hand, Bill. I've got to go. Oh, no, you don't. I'm holding on to your hand until... Bill, the reporters are waiting downstairs to see you. Let them wait. You're not going yet. Come here. No. Now, listen, Bill, I, I promised. Not till you tell me. Mm. You're awfully strong for the things you've been through. You have just heard He Woke Up Famous, a short story by Corey Ford, adapted especially for Author's Playhouse by Carlisle Stevens, and directed by Mr. Albert Cruz. Mr. Michael Romano was featured in the role of Phil Webster, Miss Mary Lou Newmeyer played the part of Lynn Horner, and Miss Muriel Bremner was heard as Mrs. Huntington Beebe. 
Others in the cast were Mr. Robert Derenforth, Mr. Ray Suber, and Mr. George Caesar. The original musical score was written and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. This has been the second in a new nine-week series of Authors Playhouse Productions. Radio adaptations of the best in the field of short stories, selections from the works of contemporary writers, as well as the acknowledged masters of the past. These nine dramas represent outstanding productions presented on the weekly Authors Playhouse series, heard regularly over NBC during the past three years. Next week, Authors Playhouse will bring you the late Stephen Vincent Benet's story, Doc Melhorn and the Pearly Gates. This is the National Broadcasting Company.